Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Here, let them hear. You came for gossip, I came with the gospel. You came to blame, I came to slay with the power of the Holy Spirit. Is she smoking crack? Take authority as my master has given me because behold, I have seen Satan fall like lightning. Snake said, Is she smoking crack? I give you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of darkness. Nothing by any means shall harm you. And I come trampling over snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of, of darkness that wants to suck up marriage and divide the house of God and divide the men and women of God from each other. She was trying real Are hard. Are you in the desert? Some of you don't understand this because you don't have kingdom thinking. You don't know kingdom principles and you don't know how to act and walk in kingdom. Let those who have an ear, let them hear. I hear you, sis. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I hear you, sis. I don't. I don't know what the fuck that was, but I hear you. King, kingdom thinking. Ah, facts. Ladies and gentlemen, w- welcome to another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. It's the Kid XAB. It's your man, distinguished the guy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I know we had a wild ass week, but uh, <clears throat> we here now, y'all. God damn it. Yeah, bro. Uh. So, how you been, bro? Y'all been good, man. Shout out to fucking XAB and uh, Miss fucking Annette Natel for surprising the nigga. You know what I mean? Listen, like, like I... first and last. Like I said before first the show, that was all Nettie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> big shout out. Big, big shout out to Big Nettie. I can't even call it Nettie no more. Big shout out to Big Lotto Nettie in this motherfucker, man. <laughs> shout out to my Puerto Rican... Beautification, Budokan, Budokan, you feel me? This nigga don't even, he can't even speak English right now. He don't know what's going on. He can't even speak English right now. I'm fucking speaking Netanese and shit right now. Netanese. (laughs) I fucking, I don't even know what that is, Oh, man. Um, I don't, I know the next question is, what's your all-man moment, nigga? How can I have an all-man moment and have some awesome-ass friends? Wait, hold on. Okay. Hold on. You got, you you know what we got to do? Oh, Oh, no, that that ain't it. That ain't it. So this, this shit fucked me up every time, so. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> got me choking on the hookah. <laughs> so you were saying no all-man this week? That's two in a row? That's yo, two no all-mans? I don't have an all-man because, yo, bro, life, life is just so good right now, bro. Like, I'm in a very great space, as you know. Things is, things is moving in a 
a very positive, cohesive, environmental space for me. Scientifically proven, there's no hypothesis, no variables. It's just a whole fucking experiment. Life is good. I hear that. That's what's up, bro. Can't be mad at that. Let's see. What about you, my brother? This week's all-man moment for XAB... Uh, right, talk about it. It's brought to you by niggas on Instagram. <laughs> so I put up the uh, progress post the other day. Right, 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 right. I had more niggas giving me compliments than women, and I didn't understand what was going on. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, well, I, I guess I blame myself because, like, when I posted under your photo, I said, damn, daddy. I wanted to put, damn, daddy, can I suck your left titty? All right, like, no, no. What's up? No, that's, we're, we're, we're thankful you didn't. What's, <laughs> we're, what's up? Like, we're thankful you stopped. The left, like, your left, like, your left areola is getting big, man. What's up, nigga? A nigga DM'd me and said. A nigga DM'd you? A oh, nigga Lord. DM'd me. And, now, this nigga, I don't know, man. I don't know what he was trying to get at. But I'm going to see. Let, let me pull right. up the DM. <laughs> Please do. I'm pulling up the fucking DM. <laughs> he said it goes they, down in the DM. If they get tight, they, they get go tight. Down. But um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can find this shit. Because this was a wild way for me to wake up this morning. So my man DM'd me and he goes, he goes, damn, bro, you got jacked up. How are you? So naturally, you know what I mean? I'm a humble individual. Mm-hmm. I'm my response was, appreciate you. I'm good. How are you, bro? He goes, good. How'd you get so jacked up? Do you eat? Damn. You're fucking sexy, dude. Now, now I felt like at this point in time, we going in another direction that I, right. I, I don't really know where we travel into. You don't like when men call you sexy, though? That's um, not a compliment? Listen. People could do whatever they want. I just wanted to know what the motivation was, as Randy would okay. say. What's your motivation your body, right now? Your body was the motivation. Okay. Kelly uh, Rowland uh, was uh, the motivation. Uh, okay. Lil Wayne was the motivation remix. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then he started to say some stuff that was a little weird for me. So he was okay. like, um, you grew up from YPDC days. I'm not going to say what YPCD uh, was, but okay. we worked together at some point. And I actually know, I actually know what that is. That's 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 unfortunate. Yeah. So I'm just like, we worked together at some point, <laughs> and now you like using this body pic to tell me I'm sexy and I I grew. I nigga, it's been 15 years since we worked together. Of course I grew up. The fuck is we talking about? Years. Wow. So what wow. Is, what is you bringing up that I grew up? I don't know, man. Because he remembers the first time he laid eyes on you. That's what it sounds like. That's what it's yeah, that's what it sounds like. And then he, he he thought, you know, he he thought he could slide in the DM and he probably thought, you know, maybe maybe, you know, he's into men now. I was waiting for this moment. Possibly. All I'm saying P- right, is possibly, you know what right. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know what the motivation is. I, I you know me, everybody live their life. It's just everybody live their life. Come on. I now. need to know what the motivation is. And we're gonna get into everybody living their life, including little Nas X. In a Yo, second. Lil Nas X living his best life. <laughs> If you want to call it the best life, I'm here with right. you. But uh, right, Lil Nas, yeah, we're gonna get to that in a minute. But I, I'm gonna call that my old man. It is my homeboy, so I'm, you know, what I mean. But still, it was a. Is he is 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 he an advent listener of the show? I doubt it. No, I don't think so. But okay. it was we... weird because we've had conversations before, 
And it made it seem like we haven't spoken in like 10 years. So it just kind of threw me, the whole situation just threw me off. Because I was just like, what's uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought, I thought this story was going to be a bit more spicy. You know, my, my inbox when it comes to men is very spicy. You know, sometimes, you know. Well, you, like, you live a, a, a different right type now. of life, like, brother. Like, wow. Okay. You you live a different type of lifestyle. So I, I expect well, your you shit right, to be right. spicy. I, I do live a different type. Well, what do you expect from me, sir? <laughs> I just I just know that it's more spicy than mine. What do you want from my inbox, sir? I don't want anything from your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> At all. <laughs> my right now. <laughs> no, got sir. got the clap effect. <laughs> so now, okay. we spoke about this a little bit uh, in the pre-production chat that we have. But there's yes. a meme going around with a dude who pays for the bill of two people that are on a date. So a man and yes, a woman yes. are on a date, and mm. some dude pays for it. And you said you thought it was a flex, bro? I thought it was a flex because I've heard women say that's a flex. So, ladies, let's let's paint the picture, all right? Me and X say being a motherfucking club. We got the baby blue velour suits on. We looking like motherfucking big old daddy canes in the bitch, you know, looking like a 90s flick. Harlem Nights Part 2, crack on ice. And we just in there chilling. And uh, we see you and your man. And you at the bar. And your man go to the bathroom. And say, I'm going to be right back now. When he go to the bathroom, this is the end of y'all night. It's the end of y'all night. Y'all done had a couple shots. Took a couple rounds. You know, drove the boat a little bit. You know, drove the little mistletoe a little bit. Wasn't even Christmas. Still drove the little mistletoe, you know. Um, and I say to X, you know what? I'm going to pay for the bill. And he come back to the table. Like, hey, where's the receipt? And you say, well, the nigga over there with the baby blue velour on paid for the bill. Now, in my defense, I'm going to say, the way I look at it is, I'm trying to help out. I know times is hard. We're going through COVID. Nigga, you should be happy another nigga stepped up and paid the bill. I'm not saying I'm trying to help pay the rent, but nigga, a part of me felt like, hold on, wait for it. A part of me felt like you ain't have it. And I wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. Listen, if that man decides to get up and punch you right in your face, I'm not. I'm not. Now, why would another man? I'm hold not. on. Wait, wait I'm, a minute. Not, we, I'm we, not we mad go, at We're going to the fisticuffs too early, my, my, my beautiful black brother with all his teeth. Why would <laughs> another man want to punch me in the face when I just help cover the bill that you can now put your money towards gas money? Because that is a wild violation. That is disrespectful. What in so the man code con- conduct book is that a violation? Because what are you trying to imply by paying for the bill? I'm trying to imply that it ain't tricking if you got it. Right. And and what makes you think that you need to have it when it comes to us? I don't think I need to have it when it comes to us. However, nah, I but as the nigga, I'm going to if if I'm sitting at a table and a dude decides he wants to come over and pay my bill, what is your motivation? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to do? Exactly. So <laughs> there's only you're either trying to flex on me as the man there and trying to make it seem as if I want your lady or I want you to know that I am uh, attempting to show your lady something or you are over there trying to make a statement to the establishment like I got all this money, da, 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 da. Now, it's different. I feel like if you in the club, this has happened to me. Where I've been in the club 
And the owner of the club was like, yo, I'm, don't worry about your table. Or I've been in the club and a dude has been like, yo, this whole section, I see you came with right. all these girls, this whole section is yours. That to me oh, is a wow, little bit nice. different than okay. like me at dinner with a significant other and some dude who must have been preying us from the moment we got in there is like, yo, you know what I mean? Let me just drop this on y'all and and leave and then leaves the number. So the the whole joint is, let me read it. The the tweet is, y'all, I'm out on a date with this guy and another guy at a table paid for our bill and left me his number with the waiter. Laugh my oh, he ass left off. the number too? Damn, I Disrespectful? That's disrespectful, bro. So you, you're blatantly telling me I'm trying to take your chick. So if, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a story like that, but I... This is dad's about <laughs> I definitely have a situation where I definitely saw a shorty at the spot. She was with her friends, actually. And I was like, you know what? I'm by myself. I'm feeling a little lonely. I, I definitely bought her a drink. And I bought her a drink. That I actually didn't pay for because the owners fuck with Distinguish. And she didn't pay for it because the owners fuck with Distinguish. And she felt implied to come over. And we had a conversation. And one thing led to another. This has been another episode of That Has Some Bullshit. That's all I got to say on that one, man. So I, that's why I called it a flex. I've done something similar. Not to the extent of that, brother, but I've done something similar. I mean, in certain instances, it is a flex. Let's say, let's say. Mm-hmm. You see the nigga acting stupid at the table, doing acting some wild table, shit. Okay. Maybe he leaves her at the table, and you like, right? Mm, shorty's kind of fine, and then you pay for the bill or something like that. I could see that. Right. That that's a that's a bit okay. of a flex. Or if you like you said, see her with her friends, you want to kind of mm-hmm. let her know what's up. Pay for the bill. You see her with her friends, and you like, yo, don't even worry about that. I got it. And, and all the right. friends is now going to exact, be... That's exactly what I did. They're going to be looking at you like... Mm. They was looking at me like, who is this nigga with the fucking suit on and shit? And I said, I'm distinguished. She said, no, that's what your hat says. I said, no, that's what my friends call me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distinguished. You don't know me. But She's I like, can see that. Are you the owner? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not the owner. Like, I can see that. So in that case, yeah, somewhat of a flex. But if it's blatant like that, I'm on a date with a shorty. And a nigga wants to pay for the bill and then give her his number. Nah, you getting punched in your face, dog. That's it. Damn. All right. Well, hopefully I don't get punched in the face when I actually do pay for a nigga bill. We don't we don't play those games around here. Um Okay. I like playing those games sometimes. Clearly. Listen, like I said, <laughs> if I am in the vicinity, that is one time where I'll be like, yo, yo, distinguish, I don't know. Go handle that. Like <laughs> You got it. You you, you going to have to help me fuck the nigga up. No, I'm not. No, no, because you decided to do some dumb shit. (laughs) You my mans. You my mans. I'm your mans until you do some dumb shit. (laughs) I won't let him hurt you, you, but I'm going to listen. If he decides he want to be enraged, bro, you know what I mean? Bro, you going to leave Jody hanging? I'm just a baby boy. I'm fucking done. So speaking of leaving people hanging. The right. Joe Budden podcast seems to be going through a bit of turmoil. I don't know if you've read anything on the Shade Room regarding it or listened no, to No, I haven't episodes. read anything on the Shade Room. We haven't talked about Joe in a minute, so it's interesting that we're talking about Joe now. Now that these podcasts are actually starting to take off, the Black Podcast Network that Charlemagne 
put together. That shit's really taken off. A lot of people are blowing up off of that. Black effect. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess let's start from the beginning. About two, about three weeks ago, Joe announced okay. that uh, Maul and Rory, which are his co-hosts, were on quote unquote right. vacation. Um. He had two other people on there that were just like his. They he claimed that they were just the stand-ins or whatever for that day, and that Rory and Maul right. were on vacation. Now it was believable because the week before. Rory and Maul uh, had made a joke on the show saying that they were going to go to L.A. So it sounded like maybe something had happened in L.A. and they decided to stay there for a little bit longer and miss the recording of the episode. The following okay. week, Rory and Maul were again missing from the show. And on, So that's two weeks in a row. Okay. On this episode, Joe decided to tell uh, everybody listening that there is an issue preventing... Rory and Maul from rejoining the show. Now, Joe explained the issue from his perspective, and he said that the issue is that Rory and him have been kind of having tension on the show. Um, It didn't really seem like that, but there were a lot of jokes revolving around, yo, I'll fight you, Joe, I'll fight you, Joe. Rory saying that to Joe. And Joe said that he doesn't really like those type of jokes. Um especially between friends because he's not trying to fight his friends. Understandable. Right, because we know Joe will mop the floor with that dude. Mop the floor with him. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who's going to win, but Joe crazy. So we, we could we could leave Joe it Joe going to fuck that nigga up. <laughs> so yeah, Joe's going to follow it. So, yeah, him and Rory got into, I guess, a conversation about, like, what's going mm-hmm. on between them, and he felt right. as if Rory had an issue with him because he had asked Rory like, yo, what's going on with you and the fam? And Rory said something to the likes of, I don't need to tell you that. And then Joe said, what do you mean you don't need to tell me that? He's like, I show up, I do my job on the podcast and I go home, right? And Joe was like, yeah, but we're friends. Are we not? Like, wouldn't you want to tell your friend like what's going on with you? And I guess that conversation, it was cool, but... Joe felt some type of way and Joe said, yo, you know what, Rory, why don't you take a couple episodes of the podcast off and, and get your mind right, get everything at home right, because it seems like there's a lot going on. That's his perspective. That's what he said. Um, mm-hmm. Maul heard of the conversation and I guess Maul didn't like whatever was told to Rory and said to, to Joe, well, what gives you the right to send somebody off of the show? And I guess that conversation blew up, and now we're here. So they had an episode last week where he dove more into it, and it also seems like there seems to be a bit of financial issues going on, but nothing crazy. Just seems like, from Joe's perspective, that there are overhead costs to building the network that he is building. And sometimes people look at that and think that, because you make a hundred million, that you have a hundred million, and Joe is trying to say, no, you gotta that, pay people, right? If I make a hundred million, I'm probably bringing home like thirty, if that. If I'm not, if there's not a bunch of other, if that, right? Thing. Yeah, he's like lawyers and this and that have to be paid in order to make sure right. X, Y, and Z streaming so. and all that shit. Yeah, payouts, lights, mics, right? <laughs> right. So, um. 
How do you feel, bro? You think this is the end of the JBP? Um, I don't think it's the end, but I mean, I don't even I don't even want to say this, but I have to say it, bro. What's the name of Joe Budden's podcast again? The Joe Budden Podcast. Bro, if the name of the podcast is the Joe Budden Podcast, I'm also assuming Joe Budden, Joseph Budden, whatever his real last name is, that nigga actually has the the right to say what he's going to say. I guess whatever way he's saying it could be polished up, obviously, because those are his friends. But at the same time, these are people that you're doing business with as well. So need to figure out the common ground separating the business from the friendship. I mean, I don't think you and I and Flo have reached that point yet, but we've definitely had conversations about money. We definitely had conversations about payouts. We definitely had conversations about rent and, and cost and, you know, things like that, especially pertaining to a live show, which is on a bigger plateau in terms of what we do day to day. Um, because that that's more energy, it's more time consuming, it's more effort, and in a lot of instances it's more money. Um, so I think the moral of the story is if it's about money, I mean, I can't speak for them, but at least with me and you, we're figuring that shit out. We good. We're we're in a much better I'm in a much better space to have much more transparent conversations about it. In terms of them, I don't know. I feel like once you get to a certain mill, I guess we could say once you get to a certain level of million in your life, that's when shit starts to get a little crazy. Maybe Joe feel like they're not pulling their weight because his name is on the line with everything. Um, he brought them into the fold, not like they brought him into the fold. Joe Budden was already an established rapper, had a very, you know, I guess in 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 his era, very successful career leading up until him taking a break and then ending up on Love and Hip Hop and then trying to revive his career and then finally finding a niche in the podcast industry and re- literally, literally rebranding himself. He recreated himself through a fucking podcast talking shit. And he started that prior um, when he jumped on um, Complex when he did, what was the name of the show with him in uh, Academics? Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle. So I feel like mm, they may be on the verge of a decline because, like my opinion, once you get to a certain mill, shit might look iffy. At the same time, can they come back from it if they really have a real solid conversation? Probably not on air. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you made some great points. And I think that um, one of the things that you said that really sticks out to me is the fact that, as you mentioned, once you get to a certain pinnacle, sometimes there's always a drop-off. There's always a fall-off. I don't know if that's what they're experiencing here. A lot of people, of course, are unhappy with the fact that Rory and Maul are not on the show. Um, and yeah, because it's not the same show. Right. And that's kind of making people turned off. But I will even say before that, the content seemed a little muddled because they're trying to find this line of making certain conversations exclusive versus okay. making certain conversations public for the two episodes a week that they do that nobody has to pay okay. for. And then the the, pri- the exclusive conversations are on their Patreon where they want people to kind of tune into the Patreon and pay their $25 a month or $10 a month in order to hear those exclusive conversations. And finding that balance is a little hard because you, if you come up with a conversation on a show and then you're like, oh, well, we should save that for Patreon. Yes, it kind of makes someone feel like, oh, let me go to the Patreon. But at the same time, it makes someone be like, nigga, can you just... Can we just get to the conversation? Yeah, let's just get to the nitty gritty, nigga. Like, what's the agenda for today's show, nigga? Yeah, like, let's just talk about it. So, 
I think that the content they've been trying to figure out a little middle middle ground for a little bit. Um, this is not helping, but I do think that Joe has an idea of what he wants, and when you have an idea of what you want, it things always tend to work themselves out. I don't think Joe's probably the easiest to work with. We have a number of people who have worked now with him that seems to have complained. Yeah, we had Scotty Beam who was with him. Scotty Beam was one of the first ones, and I was like, damn, Joe. Now, Maul and Rory, and then Olivia Dope, who was on, not necessarily upset with Joe, but she was on the See the Thing Is podcast. Right. And shout out to Olivia Dope. We've had the pleasure of bumping into her a couple times, but she was right. on the See the Thing podcast. I mean, we actually know two of those young ladies. Um, we know Mandy right. and Weezy, as everybody should know by now. Um, right, definitely should know who she is. Um, but yeah, apparently they're beefing because Olivia is definitely sending out tweets that are making it seem as if they didn't end on good terms. I know that Mandy and Bridget, um, who are the the, the hosts on Seated Thing podcast, they said it's all love when it originally happened. I could tell in their voice that it wasn't. It sounded like they had a something had happened. But they it at was least a bit contrived, damn. Yeah, they seemed at least to be trying to keep it, keep it cute, as they would say. But Olivia recently put out some tweets, and one of the most noticeable tweets is she put, and to think that the first episode was named "Protect Black Women," and that was the first episode of the See the Thing Is podcast. That, that was because me and you both tuned into that, and we and we loved the conversation that they had. So I don't know what the spice is. Apparently, somebody is planning on speaking soon. Um, it's, pro- it's, it's probably not about money. It's probably like to getting to the root of what actually was the fucking downfall of why we just don't fuck with you like that no more. So, yeah, somebody's definitely going to say it very soon. We'll probably get into that point. Maybe next week. You know, it may unfold. It may it may unfold this week. I mean, three episodes ago, um, they had no, not three, a couple of episodes ago, they had Joe come on the podcast with them. And okay. when they had Joe come on, Olivia expressed like a part of a conversation that I guess maybe she didn't seem comfortable with. And Joe was basically like, yo, it's not that I'm not trying to speak with you or that I'm egging you or anything like that. He was like, we don't know each other. So like tonality and things like that, because we don't really know each other, I don't want to send out the wrong message or whatever. So I don't know if somewhere along the line, something like that is what led to them kind of, Breaking up, maybe she not getting along with... Because she had questions about how podcasting and payouts and things like that go. Which was weird because Joe was saying how he had already paid them after the third week of doing the podcast. So, um, mm. I don't know. I guess we will find out. Um, but definitely, prayers to everybody involved. I hope it works out. To me, the podcast <sighs> isn't... At, like People are trying to make it seem like it's trash because... Rory and Maul aren't on there. I don't think that's the case. It's just different. Yeah, I better cut that shit out. It's not. It's just not the same texture that it once was. Now, the question for us is, have you ever felt like there was turmoil on this show? Did I ever feel like there was turmoil on Dad has and Bow Ties? <laughs> that's a good question. That's... I mean, the what was it? Yes, yeah, it was actually no. It was this weekend, as you guys. Well, some some of you guys, if you guys really do listen to that, has in bow ties. I don't even know if I mentioned it last week. I led my first silent uh, protest um, 
you know, trying to do a call call to action in regards to black women being abused in communities specifically of color towards the hands of whether it be black men um, and or, you know, police brutality. And, you know, uh, my brothers came with me. Big shout out to Writers Block NYC and shout out to my man D Black uh, BX. Me and XAB know D Black very well. Um, he's a, definitely a fan of the show and also a good friend to us um, individually as artists. One of the questions I was asking me was like, yo, like, was you and X really beefing on that episode when you was like, you know, if you would choose between the show and the people you would choose? People, I was like, we wasn't beefing, but I, you know, whatever the topic was, I just wanted to let him know if it got to that point, I may have to really make a very crucial decision. And X was just trying to say, think about what we've also been building. Think about what we've built and think about where we're at and where you know we're trying to go. Think about that before you make that decision. Because if you make that decision on your own and you don't fully have our consent, you might have our support, but not fully like, uh, you should do that. And then something happens to me, you possibly killed the show. Mm. Like you possibly killed the distinguished. So, and you know, he made me think about it more. So in terms of not, now I think we've just had a real conversation about things that we like, things that we don't. I mean, I think out of the three of us, me and you think the most alike in terms of a lot of things, but, um, you know, we, we we just have little things where we're just very, like, we're very personality A on. Like, nah, this is what the fuck we're going to do as XAB, and I'm going to stick to it. This is what the fuck I'm going to do as Distinguished to God, and I'm going to stick to it. But, nah, I don't I don't really think we had turmoil, to be honest, Um, in, in my opinion. I would say for me, I don't think that there was ever any serious turmoil. There were times where I did question if your heart was still in the show. And I think that those were around times where you were dealing with a bunch of different things at one time. And I, I won't forget this conversation. I don't remember if it was twenty the end of 2018 or, or early 2019. But I remember yeah. we were in the office and you came in one time and you was just like, yo, I ain't trying to do these two-hour shows no more. And I was like, <laughs> nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, nobody want to hear us for two hours and da 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 and I was like, yo, why is this nigga bark? I was like, yo, bro. I say, yo, we we can attempt to make episodes shorter, but it depends on the content. Like, I can't really, if the conversation starts going into a deep conversation, what do you want us to do? Just cut the conversation in half? And I remember that. And that was one time where I was like, yo, I don't know if he's really in, his heart is still where it was or is or what's happening. I mean, I know there was things going on in life. But that was one right, time right, right. where I was like concerned that maybe your heart was somewhere else and maybe you needed a break or maybe you right. were going to, um, you know, maybe separate for a little bit. But in terms of like turmoil, where it was like a disagreement about other than that, where it made it seem like the show was going to be abolished or anything like that. I don't think that's ever been been the case. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, these are the things that happen when you are doing shows with people. Especially when you're doing shows with your friends, not just like a regular stranger that you guys got an idea and you jump on it. Like, I feel like the cohesiveness in terms of the respect is better if you're going through it with your friend. If you're going through it with a stranger, nigga, we've seen podcasts start just as fast as they finish. And I think we don't, we don't even have to call the names. That is the thing that a lot of people don't understand like the chemistry chemistry is what drives podcasts. Nothing else. Like like y'all putting these celebrities together it doesn't work. Joe says it all nope. the time, so we're not little Joe puppets. We're not trying to 
reiterate what he's saying, but it's the truth. It's like y'all be putting these celebrities together or putting a celebrity and giving them a show and thinking that that's going to be a podcast. And that's not really what it is. What resonates to people is the chemistry of the show or the personality of on the show. And just because XYZ celebrity is dope on TV doesn't mean XYZ celebrity is dope with just a mic in front of them and putting out some audio content. And the flip side of it is to build chemistry. Typically, you got to be doing it with your friends. And I don't think, although business can be hard with friends, I don't think it is as long as you set certain boundaries and you're honest and you're open with with your people. Like... When it comes to this podcast, for me, why I say there was only that one incident and nothing else is because I think mm-hmm. we're all transparent with each other, and I think that we all see the vision of the show. We all know that it's going to just take one viral piece of content from us, and this show is on a whole nother plateau. That's it, right. Correct. We know that the content is there. Like, There's no doubt about it. We've been, we've been approached by big names. We've been congratulated by big names. We've been, you know, told different things by people we respect in the industry. We always tell the story of that. And so on that capacity, there really ain't nothing to be concerned about. Again, it's really about what eyes end up falling on us at whatever specific time that that ends up happening. But, um, but yeah, so that is it when it comes to podcasting. And I think that it's worth saying that, you know, these things are going to happen. You have different personalities on the show. You have growing personalities. You have personalities where somebody might have just been doing the show because their friend asked them to in the beginning. But now they have a whole hive and now they have a whole bunch of people that really fuck with them. And now their name is bigger. So they're no longer just the friend that decided to do the show with Joe. They are now Maul, and they are now Rory, and they have maybe 100,000 listeners each that listen to the show specifically for them. And that's where it becomes a thing, because some people might still hold on to the mentality of, oh, I'm just a friend doing this for my friend. But no, you've become an intricate part of the show. You become, when, when I think Family Matters was first started, Steve Urkel was not supposed to be the center point of the show. No, he was only supposed to be on like two or three episodes, I was told. Well, I was, I read, and then... They liked his character, I think, that one or two days that he did it. And then after a while, they put him in the show. Not only did they put Jalil White in the show, Jalil White is Steve Urkel, for those who don't know his real name. Jalil White started to co-write for the show. And he actually took Family Matters to the next level. And that's what happens sometimes. You, you just never know. Yeah, You start off and, you, man, I'm just on the show because my homeboy asked me to. And then you become a whole personality yourself, and now you are part but of per- the show. But personally, if I'm being honest, that's how I felt. Right, At first, right. I felt when you first reached out to me and was like, yo, we was already doing glasses and bow ties. Um, and we was already doing, we, we was always together. So it was like, we was already inseparable. Like I was at your house, sleepovers, all of that, right? In music studios. And I looked at it, me personally, I was like, oh, I'm going to just help my friend do the podcast. I never looked at it like, oh, I'm about to, we about to really, really, really be like podcasters because I still didn't know what a podcast was right and right. then i don't think it wasn't it wasn't until maybe we did a year or something and i was like oh this shit getting kind of serious this is kind of what this is becoming and oh we're really actually funny i fuck i guess i'm gonna really like get into it i don't really i don't think i really got got into it 
until we did our first live show. That's when I was like, okay, this shit about to take off. Okay, and then and then, then we started doing like going out of state together, and you know doing shit in tellies, doing and those doing interviews, shit with celebrities. That's when I was like, oh, this shit getting real. <laughs> The first It's ironic The first year Is the year that we got The most love from fans That's when fans Reached out A lot to tell us How much they enjoyed the show I don't know If y'all new niggas Is shy Think y'all can't hit us up Or what But That first year Niggas was In our inbox Niggas was like How can I get on the show It was like All types of shit And Now Even though the numbers Are up Niggas don't really and maybe it's because we don't put it on Facebook anymore. We don't. We don't yeah, because do we was running Facebook. We put everything was on that <laughs> fucking Facebook. We was killing Facebook at one point, but I I yeah. don't know. Me personally, Facebook is a weird space for me, man. There's too many. At least right like, now, Facebook is becoming the wild wild west, and in, in, in yeah, like and a I, weird way. I feel like you say the wrong thing on Facebook, and somehow it gets to your employer. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, cool. Well, with yeah, that. well, yeah. Well, a lot of people. If you say the wrong shit on Facebook, not only does it get to your employer, nigga, you could end up having to turn over your Facebook. If not, you get fired. I'm like, how that works, Sway? Sway, you got the answer for that? Because Kanye damn sure ain't got that shit. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe we'll find a way to to put stuff up there, but I don't know. Facebook is is a little right. sus for me. Um, So, the news of the week. Little Nas X. Yeah. Dropped a new song. Um and a video. That video, wild. I'm sorry, Lil Nas X. I don't know what I don't know what the A and R was saying in your ear. I don't know what the um I don't know what your your the the producer who made the record. I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? Listen, Lil Nas X been on some shit ever since he dressed up like a woman last year. I'm sorry for Halloween. I'm sorry. He, he been on some other shit. I'm like. I feel the expressionism. I feel, you know, people trying to really express who they actually want to be or, or be portrayed as. But the way that this video was set up and those blood sneakers, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so my I had three reactions <laughs> when I first saw the snippets. I still have not seen the full video yet. I will go check Me it out. I've I seen all the snippets, though. All the snippets. Yeah, I've seen all the snippets myself. Um... I don't think the song is bad. Song does not sound bad. Nah. Um, so the the, the I, I think the song is catchy actually. So my first thought was this is a little bit of a gimmick, and you know how I feel about gimmicks. I don't like gimmicky right. shit. I feel like if your music is strong enough, you don't have to hide behind a gimmick in order to push a record or whatever. But I was like, ah, oh, this is just some gimmicky shit. He's trying to get a conversation started. My second reaction came to some of his posts that came after. And I'm going to read off what he wrote and then tell you what my reaction was regarding that. So he wrote, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preached would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Um, He then wrote, a letter to himself under one of his Instagram posts. And it was in an emotional note to his 14 year old self, little Nas wrote, dear 14 year old me. I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to never come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret, 
but this will open doors for so many queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say that I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is, I am. The agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Sending you love from the future. So when he put those statements out, obviously it changed that's, my perspective. That's kind of deep. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of deep. Um, I, didn't, I no longer thought that he was doing a gimmick. I thought he was making a statement. And for those who don't know, haven't seen the video, maybe don't want to see the video based off of everything going on, the, more, the most controversial part that everyone is kind of up in arms about is Little Nas X slides down a pole into the dwells of hell and then gives the devil a lap dance uh, or a devilish version of him, rather, a lap dance. And so people are basically saying it's satanic, demonic. Um, but the symbolism there is that if you're if you've already made up your mind that because I'm deciding to live this lifestyle that I'm going to hell, then let me go to hell in a handbasket. And that's basically right. what he's saying is y'all already said I'm going here. So if I'm playing with the idea of going there, why does that offend you? And I kind of that to me, that's a bit ingenious, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I do think that it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand if if I was deep, deep dev- devout and I seen something like that, I would be a little probably riled up too. But I think that once you get past being riled up, I think you have to kind of see the symbolism and see the actual message that he's trying to present. Because, it, like you said, it's a deep message, bro. And I, I think that yeah. it actually is something that people need to hear um there is a a person from the lgbtqai plus community that i follow and they wrote this right attempted suicide twice before the age of 16 and i didn't die so i knew the whole god abomination shit was cat because the higher power said nah bruh you got shit to do here and more people to inspire it ain't your time my guy I honestly love what Little Nas X is doing. You can like it or not, but I will say it's creating these uncomfortable this un, these uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. It's time to really talk about how the church and black people really oppress and break our spirits before we're even old enough to know ourselves or fully understand who we are. People will never understand how liberating it is to say, fuck what you think. If you want to condemn me for being different, fine. I'll go to hell and take over that bitch because I'm just that lit. It's power in that. So. All right. Clearly, it is resonating with the community that it is supposed to resonate with. And in in that capacity, that is no longer any of my business. If the community. It's definitely none of my business. Is fucking with it. I got nothing negative to say. Um, Listen, if it's up, then it's stuck. That's it. If it's up, then it's stuck. Now, question. Do you think this will affect his career, though? Yeah, because now it's going to make people really question. I think the other people, too, that don't know nothing about nothing um, is really going to dig deep and they're going to find shit. And, yeah, they're going to try to... Um, I mean, I, I, I started to see cancel Little Nas X from the cancel culture community. I was like, damn. 
they ran with that shit quick fast. I think I think it was the sneakers. Fuck a fuck a dub for the for 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 Satan. Them sneakers threw it over the edge for a lot of people. It was like, oh nah. Yeah, and his, his name is Montero, and that's what he named the the song. Now the sneakers, I do feel like, all right, you made the point with the video. I don't know why the merch was necessary, and I don't know why a drop of human blood had to be put in the merch. Though those two things are I you made the statement. You you put out the video and then you explain what you your artistic value in the video is, and I fuck with that. The Sneaker with the blood in it is like you really playing with the demonic stuff a lot. Right, which nobody should be playing with if you're really not about that life. Yeah, and you're playing with something that it's almost like you're spitting in the face of people who are devout Christians. And again, I think maybe that was part of what he was trying to get at, but I just don't think necessarily that that move really adds value to the conversation that he wants to have like the LGBTQAI plus conversation regarding you sending me to hell. So fuck it. I'm gonna play with it versus I'm going to put out this merch and sell it. And I don't know who's buying this shit or why they're buying this shit, but I'm also putting drops of human blood. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if that adds to the conversation. I also Could feel like be perceived as a sacrifice in some weird way. Of what? I don't know. Some Somebody's going to go there with it. You know what I'm saying? You know there's a bunch of people on the internet right now saying that this is Hollywood's agenda ever since Joe Biden got into office or some shit like that. You know somebody is Facts. is running with it saying he's the Antichrist. Um, so I just don't know if, if he thought it fully all the way out because best believe he will have to sit down after this. I hope he knows yes. that. Sit down with himself and really think about what he did. Well... Not even that. The label is going to sit him down. You you can't do the Grammys, uh, even though they just passed. Depending on how long that this is playing out, you you probably are no longer in the running of doing the Grammys for next year. You can't do the BET Awards that's coming up in June. They not they they not letting you do this. They they not trying to see this record. You might do MTV. MTV might let you do it. But right, because MTV let niggas do whatever the fuck they do. Right, but a lot of these award shows... B- and the- BT, BT not putting you on that stage, I'll tell you that. Yeah, BT not doing that. BT is not doing it. So there's a lot of award situations now that he has disqualified himself from. And mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be a lot of... Obviously, you're going to always have two different sides. There's going to be somebody who is going to put him on radio to explain it more, more and further... But then you're going to have that side of the coin where niggas is going to be like, I don't fuck with little Nas X and I don't really want to deal with him anymore and cancel him. And when these companies and corporations, you already see Nike removing themselves from him saying they had nothing to do with the shoe. And now Nike they're shooing the, put that statement out so fucking fast. And they're suing the company that did release the shoe. I think it, it goes by the name Mischief. But um, yeah, they're suing them saying that they made it seem as if Nike endorsed it. And Nike yeah, did not endorse it. Not good. Defamation of Nike's character. Yeah, so basically what happened was Mischief did the 666 shoes for Little Nas X as a custom-made shoe. It wasn't an actual oh, was release under, shoe. Okay, okay. underneath Nike's any umbrella. So pretty much Little Nas X got the shoes, collaborated with Mischief on the design, and Mischief did the design, and they're distributing it 
through Little Nas X, not through Nike or anybody like that. What's so. crazy is niggas really is gonna buy those sneakers, and that's the crazy niggas will buy them they sneakers. Bu- they're bro. buying God them damn. already. Oh, niggas said they buying them already. I don't want no shit with human blood in it. I don't care how fire. Yeah, I don't want nothing with human blood either. I'm good off that. Yeah, that's just. I don't care if it's a drop. I don't care if it's a, a little piece. I don't know. Whatever. Ain't for me. Um. Joyner Lucas did step into the fray and said he had an issue with it because Old Town Road gave Lil Nas X a young audience and he feels like by him having this kid fan base, this is a, a bad look. What do you think? I think Yeah, I think it's a bad look because I was just thinking in my head like Old Town Country Road to this, these are two different extremes. I mean, then again, this is, Nas, this is Lil Nas X evolving. So at some point he is going to step away from at some point his music, not him, his music is gonna step away from his original core fan base and shit, they may grow with it. They they may rock with it. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, this is a bad example, but just in terms of growing, a lot of people that grew up with Drake is still growing with Drake because Drake is still putting out music that still resonates with those people. We grew up with Drake. We was watching Drake when he was fucking playing Jimmy on Degrassi. Drake's sound and what he's done has evolved. Drake not even really putting out the same type of music that he put out before. He's putting out all, and we grew with it. We, we followed with it. So I think it depends on the artist. So we'll see how Little Nas X, you know, tries to spin this in the next few months. Well, he, he, but we know this record. He also said yeah. that if you listen to Old Town Roll, he's talking about drinking lean and right. fucking chicks. So right. he's like, I don't know why you would, if you let your kid listen to that, then... What's the problem? Yeah, you just as bad, right? You just as bad as uh, Little Nas X brand new single out now in terms of, you know, you trying to find a void of trying to say, well, how transparent is this? I mean, the 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 nigga's grown into his own. Like I said, if the fans fuck with it, the fans fuck with it, and from what and it's crazy because this is almost like a polarizing thing. Even if people don't like it, guess what? He's still gonna get millions of views on YouTube, and that's facts. He's still gonna get streams because we're all talking about it. we're talking about it now on Dads and Bowties. We may never watch the full video, but this is the news that we got to cover because this is the current news of today. And last I checked, it was at like 63 million in a day or some shit like that. So clearly people are watching it. Shit. Hey, clearly people are watching it. Before we get into more of our conversation, you already know what time it is. We have some black women that we need to put appreciation Fact, out for. the last week of, of, of uh, Women's History Month, too. Insane. So let me see if the first person we call picks up. Let's see. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in such a vibe right now, man. I'm, I'm in yeah, such a vibe. Is high over here, y'all. <laughs> you can't get high off hookah. Don't let this man fool you. Hello. Hello. Hey. Saika, you are live on dad hats and bow ties. <laughs> oh shit. So, we have had a tradition this month of highlighting the beautiful black queens in our lives that are doing amazing things. And so, we wanted to give you your flowers. So, we always ask a little question in between it, but let me start by giving my flowers. Now, for those of you who follow me on my social media, you know that I crush on Saiko in every aspect (laughs) of her life. So, yes, she is gorgeous. But that to me is like, that's the low-hanging fruit. When you get past the looks, she ha- you, you heard that song, Your Body is a Wonderland. Her mind is a universe. So, Saika, oh. 
I just wanted to let you know, like, of all the people I, I've come across, your mind is truly, like, one of a kind. It's super dope. You do so many different things from singing to to painting to now animating. Like, it's just really, really insane. Distinguished good brother, do you have anything else for Saika? I just got one question. How the fuck Saika and XAB never got together? Why Why you got to make it weird, bro? <laughs> why do you that's the question that I want to ask why the fuck I never got together do you have flowers for Saika <laughs> I got flowers but I got but you asked me do I have a question that's my first question no we don't we don't need that roses. question answered thank you sir if Saika wants to answer it she can she a grown ass woman she can speak for herself <laughs> Saika navigates in the realm of being emotionally unavailable there you go. There's your answer, sir. Okay. Wow. Now your flowers. Well, that, nigga, nigga, that wasn't my answer, nigga. That was the answer. Um, so, uh, Saika, first and foremost, I just want to say I uh, appreciate you for doing everything you do for music, everything you do for women, for women empowerment, for all of the events that you put, the things that you cultivate to bring awareness to certain issues that people try to skate around, try to dance around. You actually try to bring it to the forefront. Um, for one, you're a beautiful, amazing person. Um, Haitian Sapai say so You know the vibes You know what time it is um, And uh, I just you know Want to uh, Just congratulate you On all the things That you have coming up That we probably don't even know About the things That you got in the works And all the work That you've been putting It does not go unnoticed So we appreciate you We love you And I thank you for all That you do for the culture Thank you guys My cheeks hurt from smiling <laughs> <laughs> They really do Thank you I really appreciate this Now before I'm we let you go we do have one little question for you. Um, and this is based off of a conversation that we've had um, previously, but I think it came up recently. You said something about it that sparked me to go back to it. Now, mm-hmm. I forgot exactly what we were talking about, but you mentioned something about, yes, men are intimidated by who they think you are and won't approach you. Did I get that right? Or did oh. I, did I yeah. spin that? That's it. That's the one. Okay. So, can you break that down and why you feel like men might be uh, afraid to, to approach you? I think that people, um, I'm speaking low because I'm at an event, but um, I think that people or men specifically, they, they get this idea of what a woman is based on what she looks like. And we've been going through that before the age of social media. Mm-hmm. Nothing about five cover, but I think that in the age of social media, it's kind of gotten worse um, because we live in a society where Instagram baddies are glorified. Right. And um, and I think that my personal defiance against that is that I don't take as many pictures and post them on my timeline. Mm. But when I am out and about, um, guys that approach me think that, you know, like they see, oh, she dressed nice, she smells good, she, <laughs> all right, she put herself together and she's successful. She got all her teeth. You know, she got all her teeth, like, all right, sis. So um, guys typically tend to approach me with just kind of like this, like, flashy, macho man kind of thing. And I'm just like, I will break you. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's gotten hard because I'm, I'm out more now that I'm, like, living fully as a creative and an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely outside more and I'm seeing more of the world and I'm meeting more people. But I find that a lot of people have, like, this first impression of me. Okay. So, what... So since the macho guy is kind of like someone that you feel like you would break, what do you feel about a sweet guy that approaches you, like the nice guy? I think that, like, hold on, sorry. Let me step out. 
I think that it's more so just about like being yourself. Mm. So like, I don't have a problem with like a macho guy. I don't have a problem with a sweet guy, but I do have a problem with someone who seems to be putting on this persona that is just like, this is, I can, I feel that this is not you. Like you're trying right now and I prefer you to just be yourself. Makes a lot of sense. So let me give you your your flowers one more time. We're going to give you a round of applause. And we know that you are at an event. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. No problem. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Saika, we love you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Peace, Queen. Peace. Later. Bye. Distinguished, can you please bring Miss Nettie to the, to the mic, please? Bring Nettie to the mic? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nettie, you're being asked to come to the microphone. <laughs> Yo, she's sick right now, boy. <laughs> she's not even fucking moving, bro. <laughs> Nettie, Yo, we need, she's not moving. Nettie, we need you to come to the mic so that you can hear the uh, the flowers that you're about to receive. Oh, he's trying to give you flowers on the air. Come, Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Get up off the bed. You got flowers last week. Let's go. <laughs> oh, we gotta we, we gotta give her time to she's a little discombobulated. I'm a little smiz. Yeah, she a little smiz. <laughs> but we in a club, right? <laughs> <laughs> they hate, but they broke though. <laughs> and when it's time to pop, they no sh- <laughs> Hey yo, Tweety, what else, bro? <laughs> Make a clap. <laughs> Yo. Yo, we are Oh, nuts. man. Um, so you just had to make it weird, though, when Saika was on. You you couldn't let that slide. And that's the second time you asked it. How the, how the fuck did I make it weird? Bro, ask a valid question. That, that's not a valid question. Why is that a valid question? <laughs> Bro, you just said you fucking love this woman like five fucking times. I, I ain't saying like that. I said happened. I crush on her in all aspects of her life. She right. She, she right here. There you go, Nettie. <laughs> Nettie, I just wanted to say, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? She can't She can't hear you, but hold on. I got it right here. Hold on. All right. No technical shit going on here. Yeah. Nettie, just wanted to say, thank you for being the person that you are. You deserve all the flowers in the world for being such an amazing Strong woman and dealing with this nigga on the I don't even know if that's the left or right of you, but dealing with this nigga is not the easiest thing. <laughs> and you need to you deserve all the flowers, all the respect, and all the love. And as much as I can do so from someone who is just the best friend of him, I haven't really spent as much time with you, but I do know that you are an amazing soul and you have blessed this man and elevated his life in so many different ways. So on dad hats and bow ties, I have to say you know, happy Women's History Month, and we love you, and you are amazing. Distinguished, do you have any flowers for the young woman sitting to the left or right of you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Nettie already knows that uh, we, we've been through a lot within a year. Today, we actually make a year of actually, like, officially having known each other and been around each other, and, you know, like, right now, you know, she's at my house, you know, we're doing we're doing a podcast live, and... It's been a it's been a roller coaster because a lot of different things that I never ever got to experience with anybody actually obviously things I wanted to but I think 
everything was just timing and she pushed me in a lot of ways to look at the world differently look at how i'm being treated versus how i can treat somebody and she didn't she never made me at no point in time feel like uh money was an issue or my job in terms of what my profession is was an issue never looked at what i was trying to do as an issue always been super supportive of my dreams and encouraged me to even get them even more and even other things that i didn't really take into consideration about what i could do she you know implanted those things in me little by little and you know for a whole entire year i mean the elevation has been astronomical um she's an amazing woman like you said a phenomenal person um and just a a, a person to just always have in your corner you know a go-to person to just talk to a confidant somebody that you know knows the definition of holding it down and knows the definition of uh picking you up when you do feel down and you know uh, doesn't really think that she's like a poet, but she be writing some shit, man. Fucking some shit on the, on the low. Wrote me a fucking. She was giving me quotes from December first to December thirty first, up until it was time for us to go to Mexico. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you. You know, I love you, babe. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to see you know what's in store for us too. Give me some love. Thank you, guys. <laughs> gross. I think I said gross. <laughs> Give a round of applause for and that. And she's out. <laughs> uh, did you fix your earpiece back? All right. I am going to call in Jade and Zoe. Yeah, you already know what time it is. It's the last week of it, so we got to hit as many, right. as many as we can. All right, we back. I told... Now, listeners, you may, if you uh, listened last week, know that Jaden was supposed to be called in last right. week because it was her birthday. But right. uh, because it was her birthday, she was unavailable. So Okay. I didn't even know it was her birthday last week. Uh, happy belated, uh, Miss Jaden, so. So, yeah, we're going to have her come on right now. Copy, copy. Hello. Jaden, so you are live on Dad Hats and Bowties. How are you doing, love? I am doing lovely. How are you? I'm good. So first of all, we wanted to say happy birthday on air last time when we called, <laughs> but you were, you know what I mean, doing your own thing. So happy birthday, lovely. Um, I hope you. you had an amazing birthday. I know you did something fabulous because that's what you do. Yes. <laughs> it's so me. That's why I probably didn't answer the phone. I was out there doing some backyard team. <laughs> <laughs> what, you was, what you was doing, you got, you got a Brazilian? I'm fucking so done. Did, did, did Brazilian, you said? This oh nigga, yeah. <laughs> I have it on right now. Hey, <laughs> Brazilian! <laughs> I'm fucking done. Well, we're also calling because <laughs> this is Women's History Month, and we like to give the women in our lives the flowers that they deserve. And I know that you have been grinding and hustling and doing yes. everything for ever since I've met you. I never forget we met. You were singing at an event. My publicist at the time was like, hey, you got to work with this girl, Jade and Zoe. And I said, who, that angel yes. over there? Yeah, I'm an angel and I'm Brazilian. <laughs> you better come through. Uh, I was like, angel over through. there? You want me to work with her? He was like, yeah. And so we yes. developed a, a amazing, amazing friendship and everything in between. And I love you. And I want you to know that I, I acknowledge everything nice. that you have done. And the person that you are, and I want you to keep being you. Distinguished, do you have any flowers for Jaden? Yeah, yeah I do. Jaden, first I and foremost, um, 
Jaden, why the fuck you and the bro never got together? Oh, um, he keeps doing this. Jaden, you do not have to answer his dumb ass question. Why you and the bro never got together? <laughs> I didn't say Jaden, what's going on? Like you know, XAB love you like a fat kid love cake, and a nigga got diabetes. You know, he should stop eating that shit. <laughs> this nigga's retarded. I think he thinks this is a, a, a what you call it network right why now. Why y'all never got together? Show. Like, why ain't just be like, you know what? I fuck with him. He fuck with me. Let's do it. I can't wait till you guys start to do uh, the dead hat bow ties again live. Live oh yeah, we doing that. Because I'm glad she did. I'm glad you just dubbed this shit. We uh we <laughs> we actually have been wor- working on a new live show potentially. Well, I ain't gonna announce when, but potentially we have one coming up. So you well, know, I'm be really excited because I will be sitting in the audience like, hi, how are you? <laughs> ready for all the action. Ready to I laugh. mean. You could also be sitting with a rock on your finger too. This nigga's official. This nigga is crazy. Who? <laughs> XAB. The fuck we talking about? <laughs> she a, said, "Who's the one and only?" Who? Oh. So, Jaden, I have I have a question we spoke about in the inbox. Um, now let me see if I can find the the tweet where this derived from. So basically, okay. there's a tweet going about where this woman is talking about how. She didn't want to date someone because he was too perfect. Here we go. So it's a tweet or it's a rather a screenshot of this woman saying, I only friend zoned you because you're too perfect. And then the dude responded, that makes no sense. And then she responds, you'd make a better husband than boyfriend. And I wanted to keep you around until the time was right. If we ever dated and wow. broke up, I'd hate to lose you forever. All girls keep the good ones around until the time is right. And you had some words for that. I personally feel like that girl is definitely toxic and it's definitely a tough for that. I don't, no one, first of all, no one should keep anybody for, right. for when the perfect time is right because you just never know. You let things flow, you let things happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like what she was trying to do is just keep a plan B because she was playing with plan A already. And just in case plan A didn't work out, then she wanted to keep B. But homeboy, but get on and be like, all right, bitch, bye. Time to go. I, I'll be damned if a guy say, well, I don't think it's the right time, but don't kill me with kindness saying, well, you're too, you're too good to be, to be with me right now because I got to get myself together. Bitch, mm, Don't kill me with kindness. I, I like the way you said that. Do you it's feel... Like you're letting someone down easy. Do you feel like when people try to be in that position, the plan A that they're working with is typically like a toxic situation and a nice guy or, in her words, the good ones... Uh, they think you look at them as like a plan B because you think the good ones are always just like ready. But when you're with the toxic niggas, just like fun and games. Yeah, I just no, I just personally feel like some people either one you could be intimidated by somebody. You know what I'm saying? You just you really mean that? You know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't think I'm ready mm-hmm. to be you. That's you being intimidated and you know it was all honesty. But then you got rule number two, you just being toxic, saying all people uh, save the best ones for last. Basically, and I feel like that's just a smack in the face to somebody that you have been dating mm-hmm. for a while, just to say, hey, well, I don't want to be some. Um, I don't want to be with you because I feel like you're too good for me. Like, I just feel like that's kind of corny. You right. said that the moment I met you, so I didn't have to waste my time. <laughs> I hear that. Let's, you feel me? Let's give that a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jaden, I know you are out there doing amazing things, so we don't want to hold you too much longer, but we love you. Um, happy Women's I History Month. I love you guys too. And I, yes. we'll see you soon. 
Okay, love it. Tap in. Later. Peace. That was our flowers uh, for this episode. Um, but let's let's get right back into some of these conversations. So I like how these I like how these women like are are dodging my 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 questions. That's, that's cute. <laughs> she she yo she fucking fucking bungee jumped the fuck out of that. She, shit. she act like she ain't even hear your shit. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> why are you always nigga trying to do this I'm to glad. me, nigga? Why are you always trying to do this to me? I'm not trying to do this to you, bro. I'm trying to figure out why the fuck. These beautiful black women that you always seem to come across in your life, in your life experiences, the life and times of XAB, aka XA OVOB if you nasty, why the <laughs> fuck shit don't work out? Who <laughs> like, said it didn't work out? Who said I tried? Nigga, I was there for a lot of it. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the people that you calling, uh, we calling, I didn't try nothing with them. I'm going to leave it alone. Let's get to the next time. You are here trying now, to get... now you on some other shit right now, you bro. You are here trying to jam shit up. Like, hey, niggas, if, if a nigga hasn't tried, you know what I mean? It can't happen. That's all. That's yeah, okay. all. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? If I have a crush on somebody, that just means that I admire the way they do things. That's it. That's all that is. <laughs> Why okay. are you looking like that? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm fucking done. So one thing that has looked dissimilar, uh, or the same rather, is Guess and Telfar. They have a bag, and Guess decided that it had to remove its bag because it looked too similar. Did you see that, that really? this week? Yeah. Guess, Guess pulled their, their bag back that had a little G in the middle, just like the T and Telfar be, be having. And I don't know if I'm butchering the name or not, but... Um, right. It is what it is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The black-owned brand. Um, that right, has that black-owned brand I've been taking the fuck off. Facts. Now, my question, bro, is how many times do you think bigger brands take the ideas of little brands um, and use them as their own and think that nobody will notice? A lot. And I think that's why fucking H&M is, like, notorious for doing that because H&M, if they low-key want to steal it, no disrespect to H&M because I definitely love H&M clothing and shit like that. H&M will be like, yo, let's do a merge. Let's mm. do something together. Get close to the people in the fashion house. And then years later, or even in the same year, you'll see some shit similar to what they merged on. But now it'll be presented as an H&M brand. Interesting. S- seen it a lot, kid. I mean, I think it's low-key smart if you're like a real business mega house. Like H&M is a mega house. Like let's, H&M started in fucking... And I think the 1930s or the 1940s in Sweden. And H&M is actually a combination of both a female um, store and a men's clothing store together. Hence why you have the H, which represented women, and then the M, which represented men. Hence why we have H&M. A lot of y'all didn't know that. Do my research. But um, all of the stories, I think these companies, when they see other brands on the up and up, they be like, you know what? Let's work with them. Let's guide them. Let's let's bring them in our fashion house. Let's see what they got. Let's say, hey, we'll help cultivate your development and we'll be here for you as a guide, give you a few ideas. But deep down inside, that that mega house brand is like, yeah, we're going to make sure they don't get any bigger than us. You know, it's funny because a lot of people have, respect it a little bit. have mentioned this before, especially in the entertainment realm and social media. We have a lot of small influencers, including ourselves, um, right. Where we put out content, and sometimes I'm not even gonna hold you. Sometimes I'll be hearing our takes on other shows. 
Wait, 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 wait. You've heard some of our takes from Dad Has and Both House and other podcast platforms? I have definitely heard very oh, similar takes. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that they took it from Dad Hats and Botas. Maybe we all just think the same in certain capacities. I'm saying I'm saying they took it from Dad Hats and Botas. But How it, about that? like some of our takes as our core fan base would know are very unique to the show. And when I hear right. them on, on other platforms, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? But this is something that a lot of small, um, I would say small influencers have been saying for a long time is that they feel like their brands are being kind of like cultivated or taken or whatever, sculpted, um, and, and little pieces and chunks being taken out of it. And I don't know. I mean, this is a clear case of it because that guest bag looks exactly the same, like 100%. And that's, that's unfortunate, Then, which lets me know that Whoever had the idea first and whoever stole it was like, yo, honestly, we got to make it look a certain way that they almost buy in the same bag. But depending on the price points, you know, both of these brands have different price points. We're going to see who's really fucking with the price point based on the name at this point. Which which brand are you buying? Not based on the price point per se, the name. Yes, at this moment is a bigger brand than the other up-and-coming black-owned brands. However, the up-and-coming black-owned brand is actually making a really fast name for itself, and I feel like at some point, niggas might want to go take the summer. A lot of brands is getting ready to take the fucking summer over. So uh, get ready for maybe another slight variation of a uh, maybe another tote bag, maybe a, a clutch, maybe a purse, maybe a regular handbag. Maybe a satchel. You know, I'm just thinking off the top of the head, but these are what these companies do to try to get you to buy into their brand more than the other brand based on their name. Who got the bigger name? Guess at this moment. This is true. You know, shit, you only going to hear first, motherfuckers. That has some bow ties. Chrissy Teigen deletes her Twitter after a year of being targeted um, on Twitter and get receiving Twitter hate. So I'm going to read what she said. Wow. Um, and then we could Internet is fucking infamous, boy. God damn. Yeah, we could respond on the other side. She goes, Hey, for over 10 years, you guys have been my world. I honestly owe you so much. Uh, I honestly owe so much to this world we have created here. I truly consider so many of you actual friends. But it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think that that's the right time to call something. My life goal is to make people happy. The pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. My desire to be liked and fear of pissing people off has made me somebody you didn't sign up for and a different human that I than I started out as. Live well, tweeters. Please know I uh, please know all I ever cared about was you. I encourage you to know and never forget that your words matter. No matter what you see, what that person portrays, or your intention, for years I have taken so many small two-follower account punches that at this point, I'm honestly deeply bruised. I have made my mistakes throughout the years and in front of hundreds of thousands and been held accountable for them. I've learned an incredible amount here. God, I have said some fucked up shit and killed myself over it as much as you killed me. But one thing I haven't learned is how to block out the negativity. Uh, she goes on to say, I'm just, a sen- I'm just a sensitive shit, okay? 
I don't want to be this way. I just am. But I love you guys and cherish our time together. I truly do. I also hate you. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. Um, how do you feel uh, about us being in a space now where people are deciding I can't even be on these social media platforms due to the fact that niggas is killing me? Um, the brand of what social media has become is actually the only current that's keeping everybody in the water. I think the brand of social media, so that's all of the social media platforms together. The, that brand, meaning the voice that continues to push content for that brand based on the content of all of the other things that happen, news articles, videos, podcasts, journals, journalists, news outlets, those brands will always die to the hands of people who have an opinion. Charlemagne said this a while ago. I've said it. I think you've said it. We all know it. At some point, if you don't say something that aligns with the people that are listening and not listening because they really fuck with you, just listening to have an opinion, what you say can be destroyed based on a general consensus of everybody's opinion put together. And then that and then they all put those opinions on social media to destroy you. The opinion is the epitome of somebody cracking a joke on somebody who did not ask you to crack a joke on them. Return to sender. That is the ultimate clapback of your life on social media. I've been saying it for a while now. I'm going to continue to say it. Twitter is toxic. Twitter is a toxic place. Twitter, Twitter is a motherfucker, boy. Twitter is not what people think it is. And people think because they're standing, quote unquote, right. on righteousness on Twitter, that it somehow means that they are a good person when they decide to do the very same thing that they claim certain individuals are doing. Now, bullying the bully is dope to me. I like that concept. But not everybody is a bully. Somebody is just right. uninformed sometimes. Somebody may not know. Somebody may not been able to articulate themselves well. Somebody is missing information. And to demonize them, to go back in time and find a tweet where they said something that you don't agree with or is fucked up or doesn't didn't age well, or to see a picture of them doing something or a video and holding them accountable to something that happened 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever. We're literally talking about teenage to adult years for some of these people or young adult, which newsflash everybody, young adult does include 30 as well. You're not an old yeah. nigga at 30 or, or, or in between to 40. Like let's, let's keep it real. Like I know that we all think that your life is supposed to be together by 30 newsflash. It isn't some, some niggas are still dumb as shit at 30. And that's just that's just the reality of the situation. Some are still young-minded at 30. 
Some are still in the club popping bottles at 30 trying to get bad bitches. Some shorties are still trying to just get a nigga to pay their rent. Like, the morals and your, and your overall compass of right and wrong and living good and priorities straight, it doesn't just change because of a magic number. But 20s and 30s are, are, are young adult. And I, I don't like to include that. I personally feel like niggas should have a certain amount of life experience by 30. But the reality of the situation is a lot of niggas do not. And right, so, a lot of niggas never left their block and they 30. They never left New York State at all. And so when you go and you take a 30-year-old's tweet from when they were now 20, 10 years ago, and you're holding them accountable, what are you really doing? What, is, what are you trying to accomplish? And so with, with Chrissy Teigen, I know Chrissy has said some insensitive things, but as Facts. you can see, she talks like this. This is, this is part of her personality. She treats John That's Legend it. like this. She says crazy shit to John Legend all the time. But obviously, he knows that is a joking manner or a joking aspect of her. Or maybe it is a defense mechanism that he has accepted in her life that maybe they're working through. Regardless... We're just, of, we're just ordinary people. We don't know which way to go. Exactly. And regardless, <laughs> none of y'all niggas know Chrissy. Y'all don't know her. So, I don't know that lady. I think what ends up happening, and this is another piece of it, is it gets trendy... To hate somebody. So when they say something wrong, it becomes a trend to jump on the hate train. You don't even really don't fuck with them. You just right. don't they fuck try with to that one, one little of the situation. Jenners last week? Huh? I said, uh, yeah, you're right. Didn't they try to cancel one of the Jenners last week for not donating enough or not giving enough money to um, whoever was um, helping her with the product? The, um, I don't know if the person was deaf. I'm not too sure. Oh, no, Kylie. You're talking about Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they try to cancel her last week? They, they tried, tried to, to cancel, cancel her, her last week, week because um, her her makeup artist got into a car crash. And, or, or not even her right. makeup artist. It wasn't her. It was a previous makeup artist that she no longer had a relationship with. It got, right. They ended up getting into a car, cra- a car crash. And she put and, up five Gs. Um, they had put up a link uh, for the GoFundMe for their surgery. Up five Gs. She put up the remain. It was five G's, but it was the remainder of what was left in order for her, in order for the bill to be fully paid off. And okay. so, so she basically paid off the balance. She paid off the balance, and then I guess when they were started to receive more money, they upped the balance because people were like, "It's sixty thousand dollars. Why can't she pay the whole sixty? No, the dude already got the money that he needed, and they upped the the price again." Because people kept right. donating. And I don't know if that's how GoFundMe works. Is like, yo, you keep getting money. Maybe you have to up the goal. Like, I don't know. But at the end yeah, of the I day, it was... I don't know either. Because I did GoFundMe one time for my man's. His mom. His mom's had passed. And I put up a GoFundMe. I think I put up a goal of like five something. And I think we only got like 120 something. GoFundMe does take a percent. But when GoFundMe actually took the percent... Actually, I don't even think he knows this. When GoFundMe took the percent out of the money that was actually made, I actually put the balance that GoFundMe took. And I just mm. gave it to him. Because mm. that's just me. And and that's what it is. Yes, Kylie's a billionaire. She probably could have handled it. But if, if she paid off the balance and then someone else upped it later and she shares the link... Because that's what she said. She said once she paid it off, she still shared it anyway, just in case anybody else wanted just to. Just to support, yeah. But this and is plus, what I'm talking about. Kylie, like y'all, y'all she be, has her own life. She has a child. What the fuck y'all want from these celebrities, bro? Y'all be, want, y'all be wanting to cancel people and find reasons to cancel them so bad. It's like, let these niggas actually fuck up and do some shit. Like, let's not just be creating reasons to hate people that we don't know. 
And I think that, unfortunately, Twitter is the number one space for that. Like, niggas be yeah. thinking they have PhDs in Twitterology, and y'all niggas be sounding dumb. With like, half of these fucking quotes we be reading sometimes is from Twitter. And it literally be from Twitter, and it just ends up on fucking Instagram. And for me, I think Twitter is, is just a bunch of young people who never live life, putting out theories and concepts without proving them. No proof of concept and, and make it seem as if everybody, or, or at least they are perfect. And it's like, Correct. nobody's living a perfect life. You're not a human being if you're living a perfect life. And even, That's a fact. And even in the eyes of perfection, what is that? Because you might think you're living a perfect life and somebody else might look at you and say, your life is disgusting and miserable. Damn. So, I mean, we just gotta, we gotta offer grace. It's, it's crazy to see that someone feels like they have to remove themselves from a platform or whatever. It's different than being removed, but remove themselves because they feel like they're being bullied, really and truly. And I do think facts. The, the interesting thing about social media now, so like every generation we have, generation, we have technology that, that is set in that generation. So there's a, a generation that grew up on radio. And so they prefer to get their news and their entertainment from radio. And then there was a generation that grew up on TV. They knew the radio, but they grew up on TV. In between that, you have, well, before it really, you have a generation that grew up on newspapers, got everything from newspapers and magazines. Right. This generation, well, our generation is lucky because um, we get both. We grew up in the internet generation, which was based on computers, but we also grew up in the social media generation because social media... Which is based on apps. And technology mm. grew so quickly. So it blended two generations or more. And now what we're seeing is generations clashing in real time. You're seeing a generation that is okay with sarcasm, that is okay with jokes, that is okay with a little bit of insensitivity, quote unquote, when or, or gives a little grace Twerking. when someone is insensitive. And then you're seeing a generation that is militant about eradicating whatever it is that they deem to be negative and hurtful and harmful and disgusting. But in doing so, oftentimes they do the very same thing by calling people ignorant Facts. or whatever the case is. So this is what I think we're seeing happen on social media. And it's very interesting because our generation and up, they're super, it's like jokes are, are part of life. Jokes, sarcasm is a part of life. These are things that people enjoy and they don't take offense to. And I think that our generation and under, you say anything that isn't quote unquote socially correct, they're trying to kill you instead of seeing if you actually mean that. Because a lot of times when people say flagrant shit, they don't actually mean it. It's, it's sarcasm or it's pushing the button. It, it's I, like when comedy is under attack, I'm like, yo, a lot of y'all just clearly don't know the history of comedy. And we spoke about it right. a couple of episodes yeah, ago. We spoke about it a few episodes ago. Yeah. But uh, that's sad, man. Um, versus lineup. You you excited for the verses that they I've been, announced? I've been seeing a lot of different verses lineup. What, what I will say is that I feel like what I'm learning, and I could be wrong, you could co uh, correct me, since the Trilla merge, well, I should say more more of an accusation, actually. Um, since the since, since the Trilla uh, acquisition of 
verses from Timbo and Swiss Beats, they're getting behind the eight ball very fast. And I think they're speaking to artists in advance. At first, it could be wrong. I feel like they were just reaching out to artists, you know, maybe the week before or two weeks before. Now I feel like they're like trying to do like four events in the future. So like by the time we get to the event, they already got four other verses lined up after you see the first four verses. So I think that's a great thing. So shout out to whoever's orchestrating that. At the same time, people, you know, this goes into the conversation that I have now. People are getting to see, if you're in your 50s and 60s, you're getting to see artists that you grew up with. And now our generation, we're getting all we're getting to also see our artists and then even the generation under us to get to see their artists. So it's like everything is happening in real time. And this is just going to help the versus brands like versus they can only go up from here because they're, they're doing shit that they wasn't really doing before. And they're doing it. I, I feel like the catalyst to all of this, to be honest, the verses that broke records is between Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. And Brandy and Monica. Those verses, to me, took verses to the next level. I think Especially Monica verses. and Brandy. That took us to the next level. And if, even though it was controversial, Gucci Man versus Jeezy. Yeah, and, and I think uh, DMX is... Um, maybe, D- DMX maybe, is okay. Maybe not as like a staple as the other ones because some of those other ones were actual beefs being yeah, kind of stomped out. All three of those that you mentioned are beefs being stomped out. Um, right. But I agree with you. I I do feel like this is the first time we've seen four verses rolled out at one time. So right. we got Earth, Wind, and Fire coming up April 4th, I believe. Um, yeah, which is Easter, which is going to be stupid. People are definitely tuning in right after they give uh, God his glory and grace. And then they're going to be turking their ass later to Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a good balance. Method like Man that. and Red Man is coming out. I don't know what date that is. Method um, Man and Red Man. Okay. okay. And then SWV versus Escape. SWV versus Escape is going to be fucking flames. I really hope Tiny is in a good space because I know her and T.I. are still going through their shit. I don't hear much about it, but I know they're still going through it. Hopefully they do a threesome to just get that, you know, rub that last threesome out the way and just get it, you know, going. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even. Not even. Um, I don't know, bro. I, I feel like I'm most excited for the SWV versus Escape. I mean, I like and and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm not really that. I'm excited, I'm excited for, for Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm not ex- too excited for Red versus Method, but that is going to be, I think, a good battle. Um, right. So, I think they're on track, and there's supposed to be a rematch happening. I don't know who's the rematch. Rematch is a rematch happening with who? They don't. They haven't released it yet, but so they didn't. So they didn't release the genre. If it's R&B, if it's hip hop. No, if it's gospel, I, I feel like well, it we, might we, be one we, of we the. We need a gospel verses, actually. We it might had a gospel verses. We did. We had uh, what's his name? Um, Kirk Franklin versus I can't remember the Don, guy he went against. Donnie McClurk was. I'm not sure. Yeah, Kirk Franklin had a verses. Oh, I'm I'm all lost. Yeah, nigga. Mm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but uh, do you want a revolution? Woo, woo. I feel like I feel like the rematch might be before they made the deal with Apple. Whoever came okay, before, before they, they made go, okay. the deal with Apple and was still kind of doing the whole split screen and all of that, I feel like they are they're trying to give them a rematch with the proper production. Okay. Um, so do you where where does versus sit with you now in April two thousand and twenty one? Relevancy wise. Uh, I'm just making I'm just throwing this out there. By Memorial Day weekend. 
we're going to have live verses. That's where that's where we're going to see the power of verses. We're going to see the real power because you're going to see people coming out. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, quarantine. I mean, a uh, covid ish. We're, we're still in we're still in a uh, covid environment. But I feel like you're going to see the power because imagine verses says I'm streaming. Watch this. I'm streaming a live versus for people who are comfortable with staying at home. But the same verses that's being streamed live is the verses actually taking place outside at an amusement park that we sectioned off for a versus. And we have a thousand or 20 or about two, five thousand people outside. So we got people, five thousand people outside watching it. And we got like a million people watching it at home. That's going to be catastrophic. That's going to be that's going to be stupid, bro. I mean, I think that's the only way that that verse is coming. Stays relevant in the in the it's next coming. couple couple of years, and I feel like that is that is the only way it can grow too. I don't think Drake and Kanye, or maybe Kanye, but I don't think Drake and Kanye want to sit in their homes and play music. I think Drake no. and Kanye want to be able to build a stage, right. each build their own stage, and perform against each other, and be like, "I right. took this shit," like. That is the only way you're going to get a name like like Drake on the bill. I don't see it on Instagram or whatever. I see, like you said, no. maybe it being streamed, but a live event. I see Little Baby and Da Baby doing a live event. Right. One stage on the left, and we're giving away IP right now, but one stage on the left and one stage on the right, and these niggas perform whatever song, whatever song, go to intermission, change the stage up, perform... Whatever song, whatever song, change the stage up again. And whoever fucked that shit up, whoever had the best stage production, the best performance, pick the best songs, they are the winner of the verses. And niggas get Fuck to... Fuck it. Niggas get to... I got it. What? Niggas this get to vote on their phone. Happen, bro. There is going to be... Damn, so we giving y'all niggas a lot right now. Giving away our There's going to be three things that's going to happen, bro. What I just said, what we was just talking about, the verses outside and then also people live streaming it from home. There's going to be a versus tour. And then there's going to be a versus international tour. Versus is going to. <clears throat> we know they're talking about this already, bro. Somebody's talking to them like, yo, 2022 versus stadium. And they bring and, back uh, bring back the original and bring back some of the new kids. And also, let's do regional. Let's do West Coast versus East Coast. West we, Coast versus uh, East Coast. Let's go. We get five do, West Coast rappers. Let's and do five, Midwest. Let's do Midwest versus South. Yeah, five five rap, five artists from the East, five artists from the West, and have them face off. Like, there's so many different ways to keep versus relevant, but they will have to get off the platform. They, they will have, have to get, get off the platform because at some point, when all of us, because we we guys, we you know it's coming. At some point, we're all gonna be pretty much back outside. Streaming is going phenomenal because a lot of niggas is inside. People are still iffy. My prediction towards the end of twenty twenty two, beginning of twenty twenty three, we will officially be back outside. Obviously, there'll still be COVID, but it ain't gonna be as heavy as it is now. Right now, I feel like we're trying to figure out in twenty twenty one what to do with all of this new shit that's happening. I've heard the news. There's more niggas outside than they were last year. There's way more niggas outside. That's a fact. And I heard that the spikes are going up. 
That's that what the news said today. Don't quote me. That's what that's what that's what uh, Spectrum um, one said, and that's what Fox Five said. Reports Both of facts. cases is going up, especially in New York. New York, the cases mm-hmm. going back up because a lot of y'all think that COVID is not here no more. And I get it. The weather's warm, and we want to be outside, but uh, don't get crazy now. Cause yeah, still still get tested. If you if you feel compelled to take the vaccine, you take that vaccine. And like they said, even when you take the vaccine, X, X would agree. That doesn't mean you stop getting tested. You better, nigga, I get tested every other week. I don't play with this shit at all. I'm the sorry. The thing is, though, what's it. happening, though, is people are getting vaccinated. And because of that, they're going to care less about if you're vaccinated about or not. Right, right. Well, well no, about if you got vaccinated or not. Oh, so they're going to okay, be okay. outside living their life and doing things. And if you want to be a shithead and not wear your mask or you want to... Go out and and not care about whatever, and you get sick. What's going to end up happening is there's going to be less and less resources. That right now everything is free if you get COVID. Anything your your Correct. hospital bill is, is free. You you fucking can get tested for free right now. You get the vaccination for free. Everything is free. The longer <laughs> things proceed, this shit ain't gonna be free no more. Nope. You get COVID and you end up in a hospital, them niggas is going to charge you an arm and a leg. You know Definitely charging you 500. I'm going to let you know that. Off rip. They're going to charge you like the ambulance charge you. <laughs> like you, you it's coming get, on your insurance bill. Promise you. you you're going to start You're gonna start seeing the state, the nation, and the people care less and less about like, oh, are you being diligent with your COVID response or not? And if you aren't, then it's going to be like, because everyone is going to start getting to a point where they're vaccinated or maybe they worked out a routine they think is really working. They triple masking right. up. Whatever the case is, they're going to there's going to be less of a immediate response. And that's kind of what we're seeing because people are just doing what they want to do. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to vaccines in a second. Rihanna Fact. teases the release of a new song. Do you think there's such a thing as waiting too long, though? Do you think Wait, maybe you said Rihanna. You said Rihanna, Rihanna releasing the music. She teased potentially releasing one song. And the question is, do you think there's such a thing? I guess in the case of Rihanna, as in terms of waiting too long to release something, Navy, you've been waiting you know for something love, from from Rihanna the Navy for like three loves years. Rihanna, bro. The Navy love her, so I think other people who are not a part of the Navy, like go hard fans for Rihanna, buy everything Fenty, buy everything Fenty Savage, um, they probably really don't give a fuck, or they probably think, uh, you're a little too late. I feel like now is the perfect time, and plus, what better time than now as the weather's getting better? I mean, Rihanna fucking look like brand new weather. Fuck is we talking about? We talking about Rihanna, nigga. I do think that <laughs> this record will be coming out spring, summer. Yeah, it's definitely dropping any time now. Probably in the next week or next two. First of all, right now, are we in spring break right now? Ain't this spring break week? Yeah, this is this is the continuation. Remember, spring break starts early March and then ends early April. So okay. high schoolers have spring break now, though. Right. Okay. But so colleges spring break will be over sometime next week or or the end of the next week. Hurry. Yeah, colleges have spring break like throughout the month, depending on when the college started. Um, they tend to move it, but. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Uh, I do think it's summertime, spring, summer, and it'll probably cook shit up. She's not going to release yeah. right, right now. If she does, I'll no. be surprised. Um, but um, Issa Rae got a nine-figure deal with HBO. Not eight-figure, nine-figure deal. We kind of 
I mean, we kind of called this, so I'm going to just keep it. A, we talked about what's next for her. And you actually was like, she got to do something with the network. The network got to do something. with, And it has come to pass. We got to give fucking Issa Rae her goddamn flowers. God fucking damn, Issa Rae. Jeez. We Who definitely you, Issa said, Rae? We said that she... I'm, we said it. I do feel like because she re-signed with them, she is looking to take over HBO at some point. She's good. She's an executive producer now. Not just of her show. Of the network, which is called HBO. Shout out to fucking Issa D. Ray. God fuck I, I do feel like that's coming. I think... Damn, son. I think she is going to ink a deal where she is one of the top people at HBO and we might be seeing a, uh, a black woman ahead of, of one of these major cable television networks. This could be the future because we, we can't front. A lot of people feel like after season three, um, the show fell off. However, Issa Rae did not fall off. Let's, let's not get it confused. Issa Rae has been elevated because she hasn't just been doing that Issa Rae has starred in a lot of movies that she did the photograph, which I need to watch. I've been watching her career. She did the photograph in between that, which I need to see. The movie, the photograph. Right. Um, Right. Photograph was an amazing movie. That shit made a nigga cry. I can't even watch that shit no more. But yeah, Photograph was amazing. She also has a few things on Netflix. Is Lakeith in that? Lakeith is in the photograph, yes. Lakeith Stanfield did his thing in that shit. Shout out to Easter Way, man. Um, you know what time yeah. it is. Here we go. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. We are finally here. I, I don't know. This shit is a little scary to me. Um, it is the trial of Derek Chauvin and I just don't know how that shit is going to go for those who may feel like that name is unfamiliar uh, Derek Chauvin is the police officer that that knelt on George Floyd's neck for what is now being proclaimed to be 9 minutes and 29 seconds so not 846 okay okay so he he is now on trial. Um, mm-hmm. The opening remarks were today, and the prosecutors are saying everything that the defense is going to tell you is that there were drugs in his system. They're going to try and, and focus on him and his past, and they're going right. to say that he had a heart disease. What we're here to tell you is the drugs that were in his system were drugs that he taken he has taken every day, um, and mm-hmm. the drugs were at a level that is consistent with those who have cancer. So it's not like it was a crazy overdose. Uh, and he has, um, you know, you build up a bit of immunity to any substance if you take it over a long period of time. And so correct, because I'm addicted to hookah than a motherfucker. I ain't gonna hold you. So. The idea that he died from the drugs is pretty, like, that's a bad defense. And then they said the idea that he died from a heart disease, bad defense. Um, And that's where the prosecutors are coming from. 
They're saying it is obviously ridiculous for someone to be on someone's neck for nine minutes to 29 seconds. And they had a um, the 911 dispatcher who actually called the sergeant and said, hey, right. something isn't right about what's happening mm. at the George Floyd situation. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But seeing it, it seems like this is off. Because typically the dispatchers only hear stuff. But in this particular case, the cameras were up and they were able to see what was going on. Um, bro, what do you see happening with this case? How do you think it's going to go? Well, I'm trying to figure out if I'm on the I'm, if I'm on the defense team, what the fuck am I really gonna say? Because this shit was caught on camera. It's not like the shit was on camera, and not only was it caught on camera, the way that it was caught on camera, bro. Nobody in their right mind is gonna say that shit was justified. There's no way you saying that's justified. I mean, that's what there's, everybody's there's saying. No way. Everybody's kind of saying like, how do you? You can't justify being justify on somebody's it? neck for nine and a half minutes, bro. There's, right, you can't. There's no way. You you could maybe if you was on a man's neck for two minutes, it's like, yo, I didn't know. Like, but the man was unresponsive and you didn't get off his neck. That is, to me, the, the, the nail in the coffin. You could bring up this nigga's past. Yes, he has a, a terrible case against him where apparently he pulled out a gun and put it to a pregnant woman's didn't stomach. Didn't know he did that shit. behavior. Wild. I don't know the circumstances behind that. I do know he went to jail oh. for it. Um, and so, yes, there's a, a case that they're going to bring up um, that, just so everybody is aware, that most likely will be that case where he put a gun to a pregnant woman, right? Um, supposedly to her stomach, and, oh, it was and a robbery. Okay. told her that he would shoot her or something of that nature. Um, it was a robbery. It was a robbery. So, I don't know. I, I would... Um, there, there's only faint details about that, so I would need to hear more about that. Regardless, that's nasty behavior, disgusting. Correct. Um, and there's no excuse for it. However, that has nothing to do with hap- what happened on that day. So you can bring up his past as uh, it's irrelevant. It is mm-hmm. totally irrelevant to why someone would sit on this man's neck for nine and a half minutes. And I, I as you said, I think is indefensible. But if this man gets off. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Listen, at my job, you already know where I work. I'm not going to say where I work. At my job, we were talking about it briefly. I didn't really talk about it too much. What I will say is that inside information that I was told, law enforcement is getting ready for the worst. And that's all I will say. Law enforcement is getting ready for the worst, bro. We know the city is going to turn upside fucking down if this shit don't go the way niggas actually really want it to go. We we, we all know it's going to be another hot summer all over again. Might be hotter this time because niggas is actually outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they will tear some shit up. We and saw I what told happened my with the Rodney King up, situation. I said, yo, I'm going to be honest. I might be outside with them. I, I Those are my words. And they said, oh, okay, Officer Gray. I said, I'm dead ass. I might be outside with them. I mean, we saw what happened with Rodney King when that Rodney verdict, King, I mean, nigga, that the L.A. was on fire. Uber <laughs> Eats driver Muhammad Anwar killed by two teenage girls as they attempted to hijack him during a delivery. Wait, wait, we, wait, 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 wait. Start over? Wait, what? A Uber driver was killed over the weekend. Uber Eats driver killed over the weekend. As two teenage girls tried to hijack them, I think one was 15 and one was 13, 
as he was delivering food. So he delivered the food. The girls got into the car with him. As he's trying to get the girls out of the car, one of them drives off while he's hanging on the door and drives into a pole. The car flips over. He dies. The girls are taken out of the out of the um, car and held. And this man, who was the main breadwinner for his family, has is now deceased. All because of what? I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just trying to understand this. Cause this is the first I'm hearing this. Two teenage girls try to hijack a Uber Eats driver. For what? As I looked at the video, he went That's to, wild. He went to go deliver the food. He comes back down, or maybe he was leaving to go to deliver the food. He realizes that the two girls get in his car. So he tells them, hey, get out my car, obviously. He starts screaming for help. He says, help, help, they're trying to take my car. That's my car, that's my car. You see people recording and people running to try and help him. He's trying to get the girls out the car. Somehow, some way, I guess he left his keys in the car. I guess he left the engine running, which we're going to talk about this in a second because both of us have had experience working in Uber in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess he left the keys. She put her foot on the gas. He's hanging on the car door. All you hear is a loud boom when the guy who's recording runs up. Car has flipped over and his body is just on the side limp. Um, so I guess they were just trying to steal his car. But now I have another question. I, I hate to to put race in it. They were black. What race? They were what? They were black. I mean, they I don't black. not that it matters, but you know, we we Kinda want our black it, people not to. We want our black people doing better. It, yeah, it kind it, it kind of matters because this kind of also lets you know the disparity and the desperateness of the situation because they actually felt. They actually thought they could get away with it, which is the actual. I think that's the problem more than them actually trying to hijack the vehicle. They thought they could get away with it. They probably thought nothing bad is going to happen other than we're just going to rob the vehicle. I think that exactly. I I think that a 15 and a 13 year old, I think obviously it was the probably the 15 year old's idea. And this could have been a dare. This could have been something stupid, silly, or they could have just been like, oh, are we about to rob this car? But there was no more intent after that. I don't think that they thought, oh, we about to kill somebody or by any means necessary we get in this car. They didn't know what the fuck they was doing, clearly. They drove the car into a a pole or into another car. The car flipped over, and now someone is dead. That doesn't take anything off of them, though, because what's the fucking point? What are you you doing? And and maybe like what you said kind of plays a part, too, in people being desperate and doing desperate things. But... This is just ridiculous. You're not going to get any money from a car that someone is using for Uber. Like, I again, they're teenagers, 15, 13. I, I can't really speak to them because most, I think, people in their right mind know that robbing an Uber driver does nothing for you. I was going to say, to, to be honest, I mean, for those who have done Uber, I did Uber for like a, a year and a half straight. Um, I went through like two vehicles doing Uber. 
Uh, one thing I will say is that doing Uber, honestly, is a very risky job. I'm going to be honest. I, I've had situations where I thought I was going to die in my own vehicle from the hands of a passenger. Um, there were times where uh, white women persuaded me to do certain things that I did not feel comfortable doing. Um, and I'm going to leave that like that. And I've also been in situations where people did not pay me for Uber. So there's a time frame on when you get inside of an Uber and when you can cancel. Um, and if the person cancels within a time frame, when you start driving, you don't get the full fare. Sometimes you do not get the fare at all. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that as passengers, as customers that actually have Uber. Um, I've also been in situations where well, good fairing customers my- don't know don't know that, but the niggas that be trying to get across get 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 around the system and the loopholes, they know clearly because that's what they, they know doing that, that for sure. And I've also been in situations where I was in my Uber. Well, I was in my car doing Uber, and people said, "Why do you have such a nice car? How did you get this car?" So like they almost try to self guilt you into having a nice car or, you know, looking the way that you do, they almost make you feel like, damn, well, should I not be doing this? Am I am I not supposed to be trying to do something to provide a means not only for myself, but maybe for my family? Because they're they looking at you like you're an Uber driver. And then a lot of Uber drivers, like a lot of other jobs, people look at doing Uber like a menial job. That's why these last, it's actually funny that we're talking about this, these last few months that I've been taking Ubers, I tip. I over tip my Ubers because I remember when I was doing Uber, I didn't get a lot of tips. Um, I didn't get a lot of people that was really, really, really friendly. You know, every you know far few in between, I would get those people. But generally speaking, nah. I've also gotten people that, as my car is in motion, people hopped out and didn't pay. But these are stories that people might think is a game and it's a joke. Nah, it's not. And now I think we need to actually really like put pressure on Uber. Uber, what are you guys really doing to protect the livelihood of your drivers? How far are you willing to go to sit down with said people who do these things um, to your Uber drivers? The furthest that I know that you guys do go, because I had an experience where I had somebody in the car who vomited in my vehicle. And when that happens, you have to do a you have to do a, a, a incident report. And you send it to Uber. And if you get harassed by the cops in any way, you also send an incident report on that. And Uber does have lawyers that will go to the um to 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 fight the case on your behalf. And they will tell you as the driver, if you do not feel comfortable going to court, we will go to court for you. I know that. I know they do that. But this part right here where people are getting killed, your Uber gotta do something for that man family. That shit is heartbreaking as a former Uber driver. That that shit is crazy. Uber definitely has Damn. to do something for that man's family. Um, wow. I mean, I've actually, as you know, I've done Uber Eats. Um, right. Done Uber Eats, right. And like you said, bro, any type of Uber, any type of DoorDash, any type of any of that shit is... is it's a risk. It can be scary. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a risk. You know, I've done I've done Uber on a bike, on an electric bike. I've oh, done wow. I've oh, done wow. Uber... Using my car, Uber Eats using my car, and like on the bike. Let's not even talk about fighting the elements and shit like that. Um, to make sure like 
You know what I mean? People getting their food or whatever the case is. But then it's like the... I remember every time I had my bike, it's like locking up the bike is always a risk. And I'm always looking around every type of way because who's to say a nigga is not trying to get a come up off an electric bike? You know what I'm saying? Facts. I mean, and electric bikes are expensive as fuck. Yeah, the cheapest you're going to find is 500 You know what I'm saying? Like Clean. Clean. So who's to say that a nigga's not watching you for that? Who's to say that when you go upstairs and a lot of times you... You might end up in somebody's... Because in the beginning, before COVID, people had to meet you downstairs. But a lot of times, they never met you downstairs. A lot of times, they wanted you to go upstairs. And so, you go upstairs, and luckily, I haven't experienced nothing crazy. But sometimes, you're in the projects. Dropping off somebody, fucking Popeyes. You know what I mean? Like, it gets gets a little tricky. And that's all I'm going to say. It gets a little tricky... Um, right Gets a little dicey up there you know? It gets a little dicey And then you see situations like this Where The thing is this Right You don't want to turn You don't want to keep turning on and off your car Because That kills the battery So Facts And fucks with the electrical So You want to leave your car on Which is what I presume Homie was doing Especially in the winter right. time You don't want to keep You know what I mean So I think that's what he was doing He left it on But I guess he forgot to lock the door And they were able to, to get in, and it's just a sad situation. Uber, do something for that man's family. Please. Um, Oakland residents of color will receive $500 payments as a part of a project to combat inequity. So they must be low income. They must have at least one child under the age of 18 and be 50% under the area's medium income. How do you feel about this, bro? Um, I feel like 500 is low. I think it's a good gesture. I feel like 500 is low. I feel like those people need at least a G. Um, listen, man, everybody, you know, is going through COVID in their own special way. But in terms of what certain states and lawmakers are doing in these, um, nah, this is supposed arenas, to be, this is supposed to be beyond COVID. Oh, so this is, oh, so this has nothing actually to do with COVID. This is supposed to be a permanent thing that they're trying to test out. To see um, if they can start giving what they're they're call, calling guaranteed income, which we all know falls in line with Andrew Yang's universal income, right? Which right. is an uh, idea that he pushed that he believes is the future of everything with automation becoming the top dog sooner or later, with AIs running factories soon, and and trucking jobs being done by automated automated trucks. So this is Oakland attempting to try this project, giving 500 to, I guess, on top of the COVID relief that people have gotten. Um, and this would be something that they get every month, a monthly $500 stipend from, this, from the state. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. And I stand by See? what I said. 500 is too low. Some niggas do not even make 500 a week. I'm sorry. You're going to gonna have to give them residents more money. I'm sorry. Way, way more bread. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the average income in Oakland is. I think that kind of plays a factor um, because okay. Oakland's cost of living might be way different from New York. You might be thinking from a New York okay. standpoint. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just thinking like, what the fuck is five hundred dollars? I mean, I'm not even really. Th- I'm just. But five hundred dollars moves a-, a long way in the Midwest and in like some of these smaller towns. So. 
Oakland is is somewhat rural. Um, and 500 okay. might move a little bit. Well, it definitely probably moves different than what it would move in New York. Uh, 500 ain't shit in New York. I don't know. Five, I mean, eventually. Yeah, 500 not shit out here. Maybe uh, maybe they will increase it again. This is like the project. This is the first time they're trying to do it. So, okay. I mean, I think overall it's a good idea. Of course, uh, there's some pushback because some white families are saying, what about us? Low, low income white families. They're saying, what about us? What why, about y'all? We don't, about y'all? why are y'all excluding us from needing the, the help? Um, and we all know that that's like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I'm the can't even comment. I'm not, I'm not, I don't live that experience as a white Caucasian, anything. So I'm a black man. I'm sorry. That and it's like, listen, <laughs> this country is built a certain type of way. Y'all are well aware of it. And yes, that doesn't mean that there aren't poor white people. And I hope that anybody who is is poor or does not have a, a substantial income can get some help and receive some benefits. But the whole right. point is to combat inequity. Um, and obviously, I, I forgot what the number was, but they're saying something in Oakland um, it's in the it's like three to ten times like a difference between a a poor black family and a wealthy white family or a regular well doing white family. So the inequity there is right. kind of crazy. So yes, there's gonna be poor white people in that too, but um, they better find another program for y'all. Um, cause that's they're, it. They're trying find to a fight whole another program, whole another system, whole another town, not Oakland, maybe somewhere else. They're trying to fight the the inequity built in the system, not the inequity across the board, which there could be a moral conversation about that. But um, I do think that them attempting to fight race inequity is a good step in. I get some people going to be mad, but y'all got to stop with the false uh, outrage because you aren't being catered to. Y'all didn't have this false outrage when... The black people weren't being catered to at all uh, as regular human beings, and niggas was cool with that. Maybe it wasn't you, but y'all got to stop hiding behind that shit too because y'all see shit happening every day and be cool with it. Y'all see things happen to black people every day and don't speak up, don't fight against it, don't have an opinion against it, don't nothing. So all that, oh, well, it wasn't me, it was my ancestors, or I wasn't alive, bullshit. Some of y'all see shit today and do nothing. Facts. COVID vaccine. So I know we spoke about this before. I know this was a concern. Um, and it, it seems like it has finally come to pass to some extent. You have the Miami Heat, which, again, this is the shit I don't like. So there were some outlets reporting with headlines saying that the Miami Heat was only going to have, was only going to allow people who were vaccinated in their stadium. That is a lie. Right. Miami Heat are is opening vaccine only sections in their stadium. And the difference between a vaccine only section and the regular section they said is um the 6 feet diameter that you're supposed to stay away from people that is going to be a little bit or the covid restrictions rather as they call it will be relaxed a little bit more in the vaccinated sections as opposed to the rest of the stadium where I'm sure you have to sit like four seats apart from people that aren't in your group or whatever the case is. Um, But the point is, um, like we've been saying, private establishments are going to begin to start telling people 
that they either need to be vaccinated or have as they have been, you need to have been tested within a certain time frame before they let you in. I, I mostly see this with entertainment centers, but Rutgers University is requiring students who want to return in person to be vaccinated in order to come back to school. I definitely, I definitely saw you definitely sent that to us in, in, in our group chat. I was like, I mean, college, I mean, I feel like, I feel like college setting, yeah, that's different, bro. You sitting in a fucking classroom. So. And, they, and if that's the school you wanted to go to, nigga, that's, nigga, you better consider that a part of your fucking readmission or a part of that admission process. Yeah, and I, I listen, it. I understand the other side of the coin too where people being like a little concerned about being in some way told you can't enter an establishment without taking a vaccine that again, maybe you don't feel comfortable with. Maybe you feel right. uh, not enough time has passed still to be dictating X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I get that. Uh, but I do think that when you kind of weigh out certain, do you want to have killed somebody by accident, things on your, on your mind, shoulders, whatever the case, it's still a decision you have to make for yourself. But we'll, we'll follow it and we'll see and where this goes. Cause, uh, I do feel like right now these seem like small bumps in the road, but a lot of people are predicting that airlines will soon be like, you need to be vaccinated to get on the plane. And I mean, JetBlue, I feel like, is definitely behind that eight ball already. JetBlue definitely is doing some interesting things that they never did before to let people know. We're not saying you got to take it, but if you're going to be on our shit, I mean, you got to do something. Yeah. And I wonder what will happen. There might be other businesses that take the other stance and play off of that to make money. Oh, well, JetBlue says you got to be vaccinated. You don't got to be vaccinated to come over here. So we'll see how I it mean, all plays out, bro. The airline industry definitely knows how divided that they're about to actually make their own industry when when airlines start saying, oh, you got to be vaccinated. And then airlines are like, I know. And then some of them are going to be like, well, vaccinated seating and then COVID seating, like in terms of negative COVID test seating. So uh-huh. we, yeah, you're right. We we all going to see shit. I'm going to find out fucking next week. I'm traveling next week. I'm going to find out shit. The fuck? We will what see, broski. What's the tough knot? The tough knot. Oh man. Um, listen. Um, if you really want to, you know, live your life and live your life on your terms, also understand that you're on borrowed time, and the terms that you want to live them on is on a sand clock. What would Dad say? Dad would say, "Be responsible." With your actions. Like. There are ways of doing things. Where not mm. everybody needs to have a bad taste in their mouth. Leaving the situation having a bad taste in their mouth. There are ways of. Maybe breaking apart from somebody. Or breaking away from business. Or going about your own way. Where nobody needs to feel some type of way afterwards. And so. Just be responsible with your actions and how you decide to do things because it's all full circle. It's all full circle. You may not realize that you're doing things and making people feel uncomfortable or weird, but that you will then find yourself in that predicament, especially if it's in a situation where you should know you're making somebody uncomfortable and weird. And no, not every time niggas it. have to say it, 
But if you're doing something that probably you wouldn't like or probably would hit you a little weird, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So just be a little bit responsible. Another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Hold on, we got we got someone that is going to uh, lead us out. We got to lead yeah. out real quick. Yeah, let me find let me find this little. You know what I mean? <laughs> a special word. You feel me? Here we go. Here we our, go. Our main man right here. Two twenty. I weigh 210 and I'm six foot four. You broke the first rule. See, you ladies don't mind breaking the rules. The men are visual. The men want women that are fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative, submissive. This nigga I don't crazy. I mind being the size of, I'm sorry, you're five foot eight? I'm five foot eight. You're about the size of Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders was. You're <laughs> running back size. Okay. You can hit the A gap like a motherfucker. <laughs> so don't Kevin come here Samuels. talk about what men should not be able to do when they got to accept uh, somebody who can run out the power eye. <laughs> Yo, this nigga is wild. Another episode of that has it four times. We out. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>